0: Let's face it, being pregnant is a uniquely female experience. As much as they say, it's a journey for both in their relationship. There's really only one who is lugging around the extra pounds and that little bundle of joy for 40 weeks, trying to keep her body from completely breaking down on her. For this episode, I'll talk less about the pregnancy pains and more about the process of preparing for maternity leave as a small business owner and all the joys, frustrations and challenges that come with it. Let's go. Welcome to Courage and Other C-Words. I'm your host, Jen Root Martell, and thanks so much for joining me today. When Alicia joined me for that first episode on motherhood earlier this year, she was heading out the door in preparation for her own daughter's arrival on March 9th, and I was nearing the end of the second trimester of my own pregnancy journey. It was pretty incredible having a co-worker to go through the pregnancy pro- process alongside you, if just ahead. She was already a wealth of knowledge from her first child, but... Seeing her in action for pretty much the whole length of her pregnancy not only helped me put things in perspective, but also showed that it didn't have to be as debilitating as we were all told it is. Man, the horror stories just flow from people's mouths once you tell them that you're expecting. But because of her, I've been emboldened to press on and keep moving despite some days where I just don't want to get out of bed. And I wanted to dedicate an episode to my journey with this pregnancy, just because it has been the most unique experience of my life. But I also realized that most people probably don't want to listen to me carry on for half an hour about my struggle with fine motor skills since my hands started swelling like four weeks ago, or the fact that I can only fit into like three pairs of my shoes. So, in lieu of that, I thought it might be more interesting to reflect on this time in my life from more of the business owner's perspective. And with that, Less on the impact of the pregnancy on me personally, and more the expectation, necessity, and pressure that has come from needing to take maternity leave. That has honestly been the source of most of the stress over the last nine months, with a lot of it building in just really recently in this last trimester as her due date came closer and closer. Well, stress of that and California ABC, but you can listen to episode 16 for more on that screen. So in dealing with the concept of maternity leave, I feel like I've struggled with a whole range of emotions. And four mainly have popped out as I've sort of been looking at how to to do this episode. And that's the journey that I would like to take you on today. Of course, the emotion that I must start with first and foremost is joy. Alex and I <laughs> beyond a doubt, are super, super thrilled to be welcoming a little girl into the world this month. We've put this plan on hold for several years, and we're grateful that once we were in a better place to commit to this new chapter, it honestly did come relatively easily. I honestly always thought I would have children, and I wanted them, but was super terrified of actually being pregnant and just the havoc that it would wreak on my body. But with that said, I really didn't think about it that much. I jumped into graduate school after college, headed straight into a career after that, and then when we came to California, obviously you've heard this story, submerged myself completely in work and the cider company. So though it was always, quote, on the list, it just never felt like a good time to drop everything and start a family that, and it really doesn't work when you have a roommate in a two-bedroom apartment. It's a little difficult in that situation to try to raise a kid. Totally doable. Absolutely, I know it's happening every day and people are rock stars for doing it, but it's just something that would been really, really a struggle for us. So after putting this whole thing on hold for a few years longer than we were expecting, thanks to the cidery, Now being in the position where this is really happening and we're actually starting a family, it's so wonderful and joyous and totally heartwarming. I've also loved just being pregnant and how it's the ultimate icebreaker wherever you go because everyone wants to share their stories or the age of their kids or any particular advice. Sometimes just total strangers and then also friends, of course. And especially during COVID and this whole year of social distancing, it's been a really wonderful way to connect with others. And I'm grateful that I've been able to have friends around me, both remotely and geographically, who have just been so supportive and generous. It's made this whole experience of being pregnant a lot less isolating. But speaking of isolating, that segues nicely into the other feelings that come up after you realize that you're pregnant And are also in charge of keeping a company going, employees happy, and bills paid. And that even though you have business partners, you run the day-to-day of the company and have not strayed from it for more than five years. So with that, I would say the next emotion that I felt after, of course, pure joy and excitement was just frustration. Like, why the fuck do we as women have to always be making these huge life choices that involve epic sacrifices? as if it wasn't hard enough being female in this industry, we have something that literally handicaps us, takes us down a notch as we abandon all the work that we have done and give up being part of something that we have worked so hard to build in order to keep a little human alive. And as an entrepreneur who has lived and breathed cider for years, spent so much time and energy building a brand, a team, processes that work, I now have to be the one to sit down and plan how I take myself out of all of this, step away and redistribute all of the tasks that I have kept going for so long. And sure, yes, men take paternity leave to help support those early days and bond with the family. But they don't have to. I don't think a lot of them do. Because it's just the assumption that the woman will take the time and commit wholeheartedly. We are the nurturing ones after all. And yes, I know we are the only ones who can physically make breast milk, hopefully. And that mother-infant contact and nurturing is absolutely critical for small ones to thrive early on. Definitely hear about most serial killers that weren't nurtured enough as children. I get it. But I think my major frustration comes down to the fact that we can't have and we can't do both. Or there's an assumption that we can't. When I share that I'm pregnant and immediately am asked how much time am I taking off and how am I going to be able to step away, I want to fucking scream. Or that, yes, obviously you'll take maternity leave. And feeling like it had to be a mutually exclusive decision just compounded the frustration. Like we don't already sacrifice so much being in this industry, dealing with all of the bullshit. Now we have to take ourselves out of the picture or we'll just be the absolute worst mothers in the world. And we are fickle beings after all. Because when I sat down to look at what my maternity leave might look like, the frustration then also turned to the absolute diametric opposite. That this emotion became less of an annoyance at the assumption that I would drop everything and breastfeed all day. And more of a frustration that, as a small business owner, how the hell was I going to to be able to drop everything and breastfeed for even one day. I hadn't taken off more than a week in six years. And even with that, I felt like I was putting out fires the whole time anyway. COVID helped us reclaim our weekends, but I mean, that's a blip in the larger picture of the planning. To help build the cider company, I had to sacrifice so much time and energy. And this was potentially the only time in my life that I would have with my newborn child. And how important those first few weeks and months are to nurture and bond between mother and baby is not lost on me. And yet, I can't send my maternity leave request to HR. I couldn't set up transition meetings with my boss. I couldn't file for disability or keep getting paid while I was out enjoying time with my little family. I am the HR department. I am the boss. And I have barely paid myself anything in six years. I know. I chose this life. I get it. It's just frustrating when you want to take the three or so months that you see others getting, yet know in your heart that you probably won't even put up an out-of-office and you might be lucky to get a month at home before heading back in. Thus, this situation has led to the next emotion, which seems to just be a general state of overwhelming anxiety. Not to the point where it has been completely debilitating, Because I have been able to deal with stress over the years in a pretty decent way. And I've tried so hard not to let it get the best of me or internalize it for her sake. I, of course, don't want her coming into this world with any of my stress baggage. But as I mentioned in the motherhood episode with Alicia, there has definitely been a lot of anxiety around just relinquishing the control that I have held on to for so long. There's so much that I do on a daily basis that I have Never asked anyone to do, and honestly, no offense to them, I never trusted anyone to do. There are also a lot of tasks that I cover because I'm around on the weekends, or it just needs to get done before a canning day, or I'm the only one who knows the distributor order. It has been one time in my life where the type A personality has come back to bite me seriously in the ass because I never took the time to really look at my list and see how I could delegate all of those tasks. So for those who are looking at a similar situation, either as a business owner or just a really busy career woman, it is a very helpful exercise to actually sit down with a spreadsheet and walk through each task that you do on a regular basis, even the super small stuff. I would never have normally thought about picking up mail at the end of the day and depositing checks because it's just something I always do, or buying ink and paper for the printer in the office. But now I have to look at where my time is actually going and how I'm going to have all of the large and small tasks covered by the time I can't physically be present at the cidery anymore. It's an exercise also in just looking at the big picture of the company or your department or your team And then slowly working your way down to a more granular level to see the particular scope of work for each of your team members and how they can either be asked to step up or shift their focus just so that everything can get covered. And making that spreadsheet is definitely one thing, but actually laying out the task list that has to be transferred to others when she arrives in June was a totally different story. And that was really, really difficult for me. In no uncertain terms, you are basically working yourself out of a job for a month or three or six if you work for a really awesome company. And for a lot of women who have busted their asses to be where they are and have the role that they do, that is so much to ask of them. Who knows what can happen in one month, two months? And we have to be at home keeping a human alive while all of our hard work is taken on by others or just temporarily abandoned. For me as a small business owner also... Working myself out of a job basically means I had to let go of the reins of my ship and put them in the hands of others. And I luckily have an absolutely amazing team who I trust, but the thought that no one will be able to do my job as well as me has really plagued me from the beginning of this pregnancy. And not to go totally off on men too much, but for a minute. The reality is that bringing a child into this world, it is an innately female challenge. To put it politely, yes, the partners are there to get the process physically started and then support in any way they can. But at the end of the day, they could technically go off and do whatever they want once the little one arrives. Most of them don't, and that's great. And they need to bond with the babies as well in those early months. But as part of my transition out of the cidery and delegating tasks, Alex is still technically available in case all hell breaks loose. I am at the same moment very grateful that he will be around if the team runs into major issues. I'm at the same moment very grateful that he will be around if the team runs into major issues. But I'm also incredibly jealous and maybe a little resentful of the fact that since I'm going to be trying to breastfeed, that means I am totally out of the running for the emergency telephone tree, that I have to rely implicitly on others to make sure that everything keeps going because of my inability completely to relinquish control, this process of delegation has definitely taken me the entirety of my pregnancy. I started in the fall, and having Alicia head out the door on her own leave in March did help jumpstart this a little as I took back some of her tasks and also redistributed some of them to others. But trimester three for me was just a complete and total whirlwind I honestly have no idea where the last three months have gone. And I'm grateful that she has actually returned from her (laughs) maternity leave and is back in the fold to help keep us organized and communicating, even in her remote status with her two little ones at home. That means at least all the reports and production planning will be covered while I'm out. And our sales guy has really stepped up to help coordinate orders with our distributor and has officially taken over all of our accounts to make sure that at least the cider gets out to where it needs to go. We have also brought on a delivery driver who is already showing amazing enthusiasm for production and will just be a huge asset to support packaging and distribution in the coming months. But here I find myself, almost on the eve of delivery, and as excited as I am at this new chapter that's about to start, it's been difficult not to fall back on one of the most core emotions, It's just fear, fear of what balls are going to be dropped and how that might impact my brand or the reputation that I've worked so hard to build or just the physical space of the cidery. And as much as I have delegated things away and checked in with each member of my team to make sure they're feeling good about things, and just even then in the last week, I noticed that things are still just not getting turned off at the end of the day, like the CO2 or the water hose. And how can I walk away knowing that I won't be there at the end of the day to make sure that all of that is taken care of. There's also fear of what balls am I going to drop? Even at the end of the day, as I signed off and closed up my desk at the cidery, this was last Friday, I I just have this fear that there are things that I've given myself still to do that might just not get done. I still have to reconcile the books and send out weekly keg usage reports and run payroll when needed. Or just keep the bills paid. And there are tasks that just take me so little time. Or just have really sensitive information attached to them that I just couldn't give away. I also maybe just am too stubborn to completely let go. There's probably some of that too. And then there's fear of just not taking advantage of this time with my daughter. As I'm sitting here on the eve of maternity leave, I already know I'll be working at least in some capacity throughout it making sure that those tasks that I just rattled off were covered. And Alex thinks this will actually be helpful for me so that I don't totally lose my mind sitting on the couch waiting for the next feeding time. And yeah, I somewhat agree with that for sure, but I'm a little angry at myself, honestly, for not being able to just completely shut off. I see it somehow as just a failure of my delegation skills and just general planning. And I guess with that, there's also a fear of things I missed along the way. What did I not share with the team before I left? What else could I have helped with or set up or scheduled or planned just to set them up for success? Do they have all the supplier names and account contacts? And unfortunately, those things I think will only be recognized as they come up. And I have to come to terms with the fact that despite all of the planning, we are destined to have at least a few panicked phone calls. And at least I can punt them to Alex since he will most likely be in a better headspace to deal with them than I will be. But man, that fear of missing out, that's of course a natural reaction. I need situation like this, I feel. The has been my life for so long now that I have to sit on the sidelines and see how the team does. And that just, just kills me a little inside. And they have so much to do. Oh my goodness. On top of a huge dry run, because of course we're already out of... Dry half barrel kegs again. We need to do another canning run for our collaboration cider with Molly Stone's Markets. We have to do another batch of Spider Bite seasonal before the end of June. Not to mention that our ABC inspection for the wine license at 47 Hills is now finally scheduled and will take place on the 10th. And with that, once that's over, we can really start moving over there and looking at canning beer and scaling up our production. This merger has been my focus for so many months now. And here we are, little one right around the corner, and we're about to put it together. And I won't be able to be there to see it all happen, at least in the capacity that I would otherwise, obviously. I mean, trust me, I have three different infant slings in the closet and baby noise canceling headphones. So she will definitely be coming along with me as I make my journey to the brewery throughout the month. But We will just be relegated to sitting and watching. Oh, and did I also mention that California is officially opening its entire economy on June 15th? And with that, we will be rolling out all of our ciders at the tap room. So, so many awesome things happening this month without me. It's kind of killer. And speaking of sidelines, with paternity leave transition for women, I have already mentioned you're practically working yourself out of a job, if only for a short while. And I want so much for this team to succeed and thrive during this time. But what does that mean for me? There is an innate fear at the end of the day that if the ship can and will sail without me, then what does that mean for me? If this cider company can stand on its own without me running around and supporting it, then that it won't all go to hell the moment I turn off my phone and welcome my baby girl into the world. Then what use am I? And I'll let that one stand for my self-pity party later. And of course, I can't speak about fear without mentioning the obvious physical pain that is in my near future, just with the process of labor and delivering a child. And I am definitely all about the use of drugs during delivery, but I think I'm more terrified about the residual pain and discomfort that can come from this physically demanding and traumatic experience that is labor and delivery. I mean, there's the potential for hemorrhoids and tearing and pelvic floor trauma, not to mention mastitis. Once I start breastfeeding, oh my goodness, the list just goes on and they all sound terrible. And though I have full faith in my OB team and the hospital, there is a really under-discussed issue of a relatively high maternal death rate in this country. So that's, of course, always in the back of your mind as you go about packing your hospital bag and stocking up on snacks and... Despite, of course, the relatively low chance of any major issues happening, you do tend to go to that really, really scary space very, very quickly. And fear is definitely an easy emotion to fall back on. And it really seems that at this stage, nothing is off limits in that department. And going through all of these emotions over the last few months has brought me to today, on the eve of labor, hopefully. I think at the end of the day, it was healthy to work through all of these emotions, or at least to have them be going through them in some capacity to begin with. I think they've helped me look at my company and my role in a different way, one where I'm not there. And yes, I have full confidence that the people in place to keep things going will do just that. It has also been a lesson in acceptance and trust And a really great exercise for me and one that I was totally not expecting. And of course, I can't end this conversation with fear and all of that concern and panic. So I will go back to where we started with joy because this is really happening. It is going to happen very, very soon. And despite all of these emotions, it's going to be wonderful to have a little one to hold in my arms to love unconditionally. So what's next? When am I actually leaving? Friday, June 4th was my last physical full day at the cidery. Because let's face it, I am just not very physically helpful to anyone anymore. (laughs) And for a process that has been in place for millennia, it is still amazing how much we don't know and how each woman is so different when it comes to pregnancy and delivery. So I have zero idea when this little one will actually get here. It has definitely been a source of humor for many it seems, as to when I would finally hang up the sealed-toe shoes to put my feet up. And as such a busybody, I'm not sure I could even have taken some time before she arrived to sit and relax and be one with the silence. I've worked up pretty much to week 40, and I'm actually proud that my body has kept up with me and that my team has put up with me during that time. And now it's just a waiting game. And since I do still need to reconcile those books that did not happen last week— if she waits a couple more days, uh, then that's actually fine with me. <laughs> but we are super excited to welcome her when she's good and ready. So for that reason, you probably won't hear directly from me for a while. I have a couple of awesome interviews of women in the beer and cider industry that I will share over the time that I'm taking my leave. And then we'll probably roll out a re-entry episode at the end of all of us, whenever that is. So stay tuned to see how that goes. If you've gone through this similar situation, I hope this episode was a relatable one. And if you're staring at it for your future, please know that it can definitely be done and you will get it all done. And once she comes, for a good long time, I've heard you will give zero fucks about practically anything else. And I desperately look forward to that time (laughs) and that distraction and wish the best for you as well. And that's a wrap. Have you had to make this difficult decision between child and career? any helpful maternity leave tips for me? I'd love to hear all about it. Email me at info at And in the meantime, please subscribe, rate, and review to help out this podcast. Five stars goes a long, long way, and I so appreciate your support. I know it says write a review. It could be a little daunting, but Apple does not need a novel. A simple hey, what's up? Kids are great. Any of that would be great. And for more information about me and this podcast, visit us online at othercwords.com. Talk to you soon, and thanks for joining me today.